Hey everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Today we're going to hear from a pair of Chargers rookies. And after you listen to defensive tackle Cortez Broughton and linebacker Ameke Egbule, you're going to have two main takeaways. The first is that these guys are great people with high character. The second is how much the veterans on this team are not only helping the rookies, but also holding them accountable. All right, welcome into the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Please be joined by defensive tackle Cortez Broughton, the team's seventh-round pick. Cortez, welcome to the Chargers, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Glad to be here. It's a blessed for opportunity. So. Yeah, listen, I-, I talked to the team's first three draft picks, like the day after they got drafted. That must seem like an eternity ago for you. What has like, the last two weeks been like? Just Has it sunk in that, that you're in the NFL? Um, when I, so the thing is like, you get the call and it's like, um, obviously you're not through the first two rounds. It's the last round I get the call and I'm like, I'm thinking it's a free agency deal or something like that. And all of a sudden it's, Hey, this is a head coach of LA chargers. We're we're about to draft you in this next pick. And all of a sudden you go from like being one of the lowest of lows that you can be. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, it's a surge of energy just hits you. It's like it's like Christmas Day times 10. And it's and that's why I, that's all I can explain to people. But it's really just a different feeling because it's having your name called out. And obviously for the work that you put in to the 22 years of my life, obviously I went playing since I was 22. But, you know, I came out the womb catching, you know what I mean, catching baseball. So That's right. Um, and it's just going through that experience. And now I'm here and it's still settling in. Like I told you earlier, just – I mean, you get in the locker room, rookie minicamps, rookie minicamp. You get through that, all right. But then you all of a sudden you see the vets come in, I'm like Mike Pouncey, um, one of the Pouncey twins. And all. you hear about them, but you never like see them in person. The coolest dude ever. It starts to, uh, it starts to get real, yeah, right? Yeah, me, Bain, uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, number 17, like I told you. That's why I just I don't even say his name. I just 17. That's it. So. Uh, stay away from the quarterback. That's all they've been saying. <laughs> but um, it's the first rule, yeah, right? Yeah, the first rule. So keep my distance. But the thing is, it's just I mean, seeing all these guys, Joey Bosa, and, but uh, it's like this is who I am. It's a part of me. It's not who I am. It's just a part of me. Like yeah. I am, I am an NFL football player. But I'm also myself in general. So be yeah. who you are. Don't try to be different. And, well, you ha- you have to be. And when you got the call from mm-hmm. the Chargers, what was that weekend? Were you spending with your family? You so, there? so my dad, he he's been working his he worked his whole life. He was an Army Ranger, so um, and my mom was at home with me. So, but my dad went to work because my dad said I couldn't stay there because I've been asking questions, asking questions. If we talk to him to this day, he'll say because it's about two o'clock. I was like, okay, nobody's called because my mom didn't. My mom called him because they called me and my phone was blowing up. He said, all right, three o'clock hit. He said, all right. And it started hitting, it hit 5 o'clock. And he's still at work. And he's like, this ain't making no sense. Mm. As soon as it hit 6, boom, got the call. He found out, I want to say like 5, 10 minutes later, and then he ended up coming home. So it's like he took him, took himself out of the situation, but he's been there my whole life. Like He's been there for every single thing. And it's, I mean, having that father figure and that, that man, that role model, the man I look up to. So important. Oh, so important. And made me who I am today. So, yeah. when you when you got the call, were you expecting? 
where were you expecting to go? Because I, I imagine someone like yourself, listen, you were you were captain, you were two-time all-conference in Cincinnati. <laughs> uh, I saw Daniel <laughs> Jeremiah in terms of uh, value picks. Mm-hmm. He's, he had you going like 51 spots before where you were actually drafted. So I imagine like those 48 hours before, probably a little stressful just because you want to you wanna know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, and it's, the thing is, you, nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody knows. And that's it's the thing. Like, we, we see these mock drafts. We see all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's 32 silos in the league, and only they know how they view certain guys, yeah, right? Yeah, most definitely. And it's and everybody's so secretive. And you look at – if you try to look at a mock draft, that's completely wrong because – I'm not going to say completely wrong. Obviously, some slotted, but in those later rounds. It's for entertainment purposes. Yeah, it's for man. entertainment purposes. And it's like if you get caught up in that. And obviously, I mean, I wanted to go earlier, but I'm I'm fit where I'm fit. And I'm glad I'm here because I love it. And, I mean, I love the people, love the coaches. And I'm blessed with the opportunity. So. Well, I know the coaches and executives, they'll tell you from this point forward, it doesn't matter if you were drafted in the seventh Uh-oh. round. The second round, you were undrafted. It makes mm-hmm. zero difference now because you're in a building and you just got to prove yourself. You, you, you're set up for that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about the seventh round picks the last two years with the Chargers. Justin Jackson helped win two of the biggest games in the Chargers season mm-hmm. last year yes, in prime time against the Steelers and Chiefs. Isaac Rochelle started in place of Joey Bosa when Joey was hurt last year. Mm-hmm. Both seventh round picks, both have made big impacts on this team. So, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it matter doesn't, where you draft. It doesn't. And I think it is the biggest thing that you do when you come in is earn the respect and trust of the players and the coaches. Because if you don't earn that respect and show that, okay, boom. Yeah, obviously everybody, you, rookie duties, yes, sir, boom, go do it. Hey, grab grab this, this, and that. You know I got you. Boom, go do it. No, there's no complaining about it because these guys have been here. These guys know what it's like. And they take care of you. They don't make you just do things. They take care of you. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing when I first got here, Meebane was like, because Meebane, I know him through a connection of one of my coaches that used to play, and he came under Meebane. Oh, really? So, so yeah, have you, so you talked to Brandon before? I talked to Greg Shrugs, and he, so and he came out, and they're real close friends, and uh, they visit each other, visit each other's houses and stuff, and um, I hang out a good amount. But just having that connection, he reached out before I even got here. So Meebane. Boom, he's been on me, been on me. We're co- we're competing together the whole time. Like, we're on the field, we're hitting the sled, competing together, competing together. He says he beats me, but I'm like, hey, I'm, I don't know, we can watch the film. But, you know. <laughs> but, and it's great because then all of a sudden, the second day, actually the first day, uh, he saw my notes and how I structured it. He was like, all right, this is good. Why don't you go back and do this? He said, go back and do this. I did it. I was like, when do you want it done? He was like, get done by tomorrow. I was like, all right. Went back to the hotel, boom, slotted it down, put it by formations, um, and just kind of diagrammed it so it's easier to understand and in the fronts and and that's that's what you have to do. And so I, he's like I was, a second coach. Yeah, like a hundred percent, like a second coach because he's been here for thirteen. This is thirteenth year, and I'm I'm taking everything I know. I mean, I can from him. You got is, to. You yeah. got. And, and it's rare too, Cortez, to have guys like that that mm-hmm. have been as established as a guy like Brandon, a, a leader been on a Super Bowl team, mm-hmm. um, widely respected in that locker room. I mean, to have guys like that in your corner, mm-hmm. coupled with the coaches, coupled with Giff Smith, coupled with Gus Bradley and Anthony Lynn, I mean, that speaks volumes. True, it does. And, uh, I mean, I'm just – I mean, obviously you still got to prove yourself, and that's the biggest thing. And that's my my thing is – but you can't get too caught up in it. Because if you get too caught up in I need to prove myself each day, I need to prove myself. First of all, you need to be the best version of you. And then 
have fun. Like, if you're not having fun doing this, I mean, you treat it. I've never had a, and that's the thing I tell people, I've never had a job in my life because I love what I do. And, I mean, I've been playing sports my whole life, like I told you with the Little League World Series and doing things like that. Williamsport, right? Yeah, Williamsport. So just being able to, I mean, play sports and building those bonds and those relationships. I have a, one of my good friends that plays for the uh, Angels now. So, And it's just like people I play with, now we're all coming up. And we're all out here just making a name for ourselves, but our families. And it's that's what I like to see. And those are the things I aspire for. So Yeah, Coach Lynn, you know, he was mic'd up throughout the year after mm-hmm. games and stuff. And, and one of the things he really – emphasize was just the preparation during the week mm-hmm. and then just having fun on Sundays like doing your thing right yeah. all the work happens Monday through Saturday 100%. game plan uh, in in the classroom on the field and then Sunday it's like you have the answers to the test you just got to take it yeah just take the test take and the, the thing test. is is I mean, you have the cheat sheet you have the cheat sheet and I mean like they say cheaters cheaters don't win but in reality, boom! You have to you have to find that edge. You have You've to got the blueprint. Notes. Yeah, there you go. I say call yeah. the blueprint. I like that. <laughs> so, um, and just having that edge, and it's like okay, Monday through Saturday, we're working. But it's like if you love you love working, love installing, love coming. I mean, looking at formations or what will work on this formation. What game should we run right here? You see which way the center's turning, backs over here, and things like that are what I look forward to. And I go and the thing is, I go home and. Like, I go back to the hotel, and I'm like, okay, take these notes. But I enjoy it because I enjoy learning it. Mm. And a lot of people are like, ah, I don't feel like doing that. I'm not trying to do it. But it's – and then you get your little playbook and – Got to fall in love for, with the process. Yeah, formation sheets. And, and, I mean, I can just think about it now, and I'm like, okay, boom, I'm drawing this up. This sits right here. The goes right here. And it's just remembering, remembering. All of a sudden, you get on the field, it's like, oh, this is easy. I know this. Boom, let's have fun. It's great. So. That's great. Um, before we we started rolling, you talked about just the accountability that the, mm-hmm. the players in this locker room hold each other to high standards. Oh yes. How important has that been for you over the last week? I know you mentioned me, Bane, but I'm sure mm-hmm. you've talked to some other vets about just being a pro here. Oh yeah, all of them. Because uh, I talked to Square, I talked to um, Justin Jones, mm-hmm. three tech, and just I mean being on the field and like I said. We're out there. We're doing drills. You fit up, play off. And it's not like rookie minicamp. You're looking at it like you think the coach is going to tell you corrections. The players look at you and like, hey, you got to work on this. Well, come here. We're going to teach you something. And that's those are the things that you look for. That's how a program grows is when other guys sacrifice. Obviously, I mean, they know we're coming in. They know we're, I mean, we want to make a, a life for ourselves. But they're sacrificing their knowledge, their time. And they're saying, hey, we need you to fit right here. We need you to do this. This is what's going to get you off. This is what's going to make you better. This is how you should release. Because if you don't release like this, he's going to be able to grab up under you and hold you. And those are the things. Because then I look back and I'm like, I look at Coach Giff and I'm like, like, and he shook his head. I'm like, this is what it's like. Because these guys are the reason they're winning. That's right. And, and you know, during rookie minicamp, Coach Lynn also talked about just like mastering the playbook. It's mm-hmm. like these oh, guys, yes. well, when they're not on the field, they should be in the playbook. Mm-hmm. And it has to make things easier and just things maybe fall in place a little more when you have the vets there showing you certain things. And you're like, all right, well, I can apply this to that. Mm-hmm. Again, things start to come into into uh, focus a little more. And, uh, yeah, and the reason being is just because, like you said, with the vets, but then you sometimes you got to sit back and say, okay, 
you draw up your formations and you look at it and it's like, okay, what's going to help me like trigger this? Like, and if you don't get it, you have a resource. And a lot of times in life, you don't have that resource. So and you're not going to get somewhere by yourself. Nobody ever does anything by themselves. That's right. They have help. And that's our, that's our help. And the biggest thing is if you have no help, you're not going to succeed. So are, are you surprised by how much you've learned over the last week since you've gotten here? Or, I mean, I, I know you probably came into it with the mentality of like, listen, I'm going to absorb as much as possible. But to have the guys here uh-huh. and, and knowing how accessible they are and, and how helpful they've been to you, does it surprise you, your comfort level, really, a weekend? Um, me, I feel like for my personality and my character in general, I can just come in and light up a room because the one thing is I like to talk. First of all, I can already tell. I, I think I think we're gonna have we're gonna have you on the podcast a little more often yeah, than just oof. one time, man. I don't know. I might be on here too long. But, uh, <laughs> I love it. But I mean, I like to talk, and sometimes I talk too much. But I mean, that's the that's the bad side of it. I would say so. But and just being able to come in and like, okay, this is. This is what I got to do. And just all that stuff that's hitting you at once. I remember, we, I think we installed like six or seven plays one day. And I'm like, I can do it. And then we stay in as rookies. Mm-hmm. We did it yesterday. We stayed in as rookies. And we uh, got on the board. I'm drawing up. All right, guys, this is what we have. Boom, these are all the plays. All right, these are the fronts that we have. What plays can go with what fronts? Because some, some of these plays that we have can't go with these certain fronts. Because obviously, I mean, we don't have the... Um, you have a weak side, a strong side, and sure. where the bubble is, and things like that. And we're just in there together. And then if we have questions, like I have a certain, a certain amount of questions for some some of the vets, I was going, hey, does this play work with this? Because if it doesn't, all right, I just need to scratch it off. If it does, can you show me how it works? And who goes where and how? Who has contain? Who has the uh, certain certain uh, pass rush responsibilities or something like that? And and that those are the things that are like okay. And like I said, that's what takes a program from here to the next level. That's right. It's because you have guys that sacrifice. Sacrifice. And it's really not even their uh, – it's just their time. They're sacrificing their time because a lot of us are like, yeah, whatever. But they're sacrificing their time so that you can understand. And, and so. that's why this team was successful last year. Mm. Cortez, you, you almost have like a guy for everything. Because me, Bain, we talked about him being in the league as long as he has. Oh, yeah. Um, Damian Square was undrafted mm-hmm. out of Alabama. He's one of the only players from that draft class from Bama still in the league. And then you got a guy like Justin Jones who was in your shoes mm. a year ago. So there's something for everything. If you have a question about, you know, X, Y, or Z, you can go to one of those guys. Yeah, and, that's, and it's really – when we first get there, you're learning their background. And obviously they learn about you as you as we go on, but you learn more about them so you can know what to filter what que- who how to filter what question to who, if that makes sense. Yeah. So if you're like you were saying, like if you if I have a question about what I'm talking to me Bane, all right, boom, about my technique. Me Bane's been here for thirteen years and I mean he knows different techniques for different positions. So I can say, hey, me, man, I need to work this. Or if I'm talking to Square, like, hey Square, you see this formation because I, I sit next to him in our team meet or defensive meetings. I'm like, all right, so you see the formation. He's just talking to me. Like, they're talking, they're talking up front, but he's just talking to me, like, okay, you got this, you got this responsibility. And those, that's the thing I look at, and I'm like, wow, this is like, these guys are not stingy with knowledge. That's right. I mean, they're, I mean, they're very giving with it. And the reason being is just because they know if they don't have somebody behind them, then, I mean, they're not going to come out. And that's what it's like. If you don't have somebody behind you, you're not going to come out. You'll be playing all game. 
Plus, or they're gonna get them out of here. So. Yeah, and they know what you're capable of too. It's true. I mean, true. They, they know who you are, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, they're nah, the I ain't gonna say all that, but well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, man. To to be all conference, to come from a program like Cincinnati, mm-hmm. where Luke Fickle was a coach, right? Oh, yes, sir. Luke yeah. Fickle, coach Fickle. What did you learn in Cincinnati that you can apply to the pros that you've already applied to to being here in a week? Um, that can already apply to being in a week. Sacrifice, mm-hmm. because. In this this level, you're not gonna make every play. College, you might you might be that top dog making all the plays, but sometimes you got to sacrifice. If you're playing a, a team some, one week and you know you're gonna be that that guy that they're looking at, they're I mean obtaining too, I would say so, and keying, they're gonna be like, okay, we gotta watch him. So you would have to sacrifice. And reason being, or if like you have to play out of position, and uh, I ended up doing that in my 2017 season and playing the last half of the season out of position and. I was playing defensive end, but it helped me obtain knowledge. And the thing my dad always told me, and my dad and my mom were like, you can always learn in any situation. So, and I took that time, like, okay, I'm a DN. I might as well learn DN. And I might not play it much, but, I mean, and now I have the opportunity to play it here because it's like, if I, the more I know, the more I can play. Yeah. So that's the thing I'm staying in the books, like, okay, if I know every position, I'm fine. I know it's I know it's different sports, but it just kind of reminded me. Kobe's got that show called Detail, mm. where he like breaks down a specific player. Mm. And I think his latest episode was Draymond Green. And I love Draymond. Draymond's great. People, people don't like him, but the, his mentality, the way he plays, is just. And some people call it dirty, but I mean, his thought process is just different. And well, you have to be different. Sacrifice, yeah, is what oh, yes. is exactly what Kobe was illustrating mm-hmm. in this specific clip. He said, "Draymond got the ball. He swung it." immediately to Clay Thompson, knowing that Clay's going to be there. Livingston got out of the way. Livingston set a pick for Clay because Clay's one of the best shooters of all time. Oh, so, right. so like, the best teams know how to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Draymond, in that specific example, one of many examples why they're, they're world champions year in and year out. Yes. But, but that's just a, a, a small sample size of what world champions do is they sacrifice for each other. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've seen in this team over the, like the last two years. Is like everybody wants success for everybody. Oh yeah, you know it, it's not about yes. personal. It's not about ego. Mm-hmm. It's not about personal accolades here. It's about W's. And you know this team went twelve and four last year. To add a player of your caliber to the defense, to add Jerry Tillery, Nazir mm-hmm. Adderley, the list goes on and on. Drew Tranquil. Um, Amike. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of guys here that I feel like are going to fit in very nicely and have great mentors. Oh yes, yes. And like you were saying, because I mean, some some vets their time is going to be up, and you don't know when. But and you talk to them, and you try to get everything from them. But you always have them as a resource. And it's not just when they're here, but when they're gone. Like, hey, if you ever need anything, just let me know. And you don't. Some people are like, all right, yeah, I got you. But to me, I'm like. Dang, this is. You got to take that up. Yeah, I take it up, and I'm like, hey, because and I know he's being honest and he's being forefront with it. And I'm like, okay, or forthright with it, and I'm like, okay, this is, this is like another another resource. I need a boom, put him in my phone, kind of categorize him as like, okay, this is one of the guys that if I have a problem, like I told you with Coach Scruggs or my player player development guy back in Cincinnati, I was like, hey, I was talking to him the other day. He's like, hey, if you need anything, just call me because he played under uh, Gus he played under so he knows what it's like 
And I was just talking to him. He was like, "Yeah, hey, I, I still and he still remembers the plays." And that's I'm so like, valuable. Yeah, and he said, "That's the that's the value." Um, the value to it is like he still remembers the plays. I'm like, and he's talking about it. And I was talking to him. I was like, oh yeah, he probably caused about uh, this, this, and that. Uh, you probably got this front right here. You probably. And I'm like, I'm looking at my my install. I'm like, dang, <laughs> you just naming them all. Man. He still runs this. You got a copy of my playbook? Man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, he still runs this. I'm like, yeah, he runs this. Uh, uh, and it's just, I mean, him having that value and that knowledge right there, and him connecting with with Brandon Mebane, which we call Banger. Those are things that I'm like, okay, this is, this is now it's real. Then you talk about guys like like Pouncey and mm-hmm. you know Forrest Lamb, Dan Feeney, Michael Schofield. Oh yeah, this Michael the, Schofield. That's a good name. I, I was talking to him the other day. So yeah, well, this I mean, is those name guys, in general. You you know. get, you're gonna see those guys on a daily basis in practice. Mm-hmm. Those guys just make you better too. Oh yeah, and the thing is, is you don't get better unless you have competition. And 100 true, man. The thing is, is if you have nobody to compete against, you're never gonna get better. And I mean, you might lose. If you lose, they will teach you. And show you why you lost. Hey, this is something I really dislike because if a guy does this to me, I'm not going to be able to beat it because, or I'm going to really have to fight hard to beat it because I have to kick my foot back and, I mean, get flat up the field, basically. And those are the things that you take in. One of the things that I thought made the Chargers better going into week one mm-hmm. was just the joint practices they had with the Saints because, I mean, they were a play away from going to the Super Bowl, and, and to see obviously there's talent on this team on a daily basis. You're, you're gonna you're gonna go up against Phillip Rivers and mm. Keenan Allen, yeah. Melvin Gordon. You're gonna learn real <laughs> quick. They got a pretty explosive offense, Mike oh, Williams. Yeah. Uh, but just to get to work in with with other guys like you know like Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, uh, Alvin Kamara. You know, mm. to to see an offense like that. I mean, it's just iron sharpens iron, right? Uh-huh. Well, and yeah, and that's true because and I think we have them again this this year as well. And I think uh, I was talking to one of the vets, and they brought it up. And he was saying, like, I never really haven't looked at it that aspect because, you know, obviously, you take it day by day as a rook. So I'm just taking it like, okay. But I feel like when I get there, I'm like, dang, that is that is Alvin Kamara. That is Drew Brees. Like, oh, I'm on the field with him? Okay, this is. But then, I mean, you snap back to reality like, okay, let's get to work. You got a job to do. Yeah, I got my job to do. And uh, a good person here is also uh, Casey Hayward because he's from my hometown. And uh, uh, my dad, me and my dad saw his dad before we left and before I left. And just, I mean, having those connections. He's from Perry, Georgia, from Warner Robins. Or, yeah, Warner Robins. But it's helpful. Yeah. And Casey, and Casey's another one on the defense. Is just a, a vet that's willing to help mm-hmm. and uh, is a competitor. Oh, yes. You know? Yes. Uh, I remember we were doing we were doing abs yesterday, and they were just like, oh, come on. Come on. They were going back and forth, back and forth. I'm just watching. I'm like, okay. Now well, it's my turn yet. So I hop in and it, you know it, it's cool. It, I think it's cool for fans to hear this mm-hmm. because you know, and I'm I'm certainly not in the weight room. I'm certainly not in the classroom. Uh. <laughs> but it, it's cool to to hear how the veterans are reacting to to the new guys mm. because um, I think it just shows that professionalism oh, yeah. that you have to have and, and just the, the team first mentality that's kind of been built here for the last two years. Mm. Well, and then as you see, uh, top top organizations that. You put the team before yourself. And the first thing, rule number one, protect the team. And that's within anything you do on, off the field. So and even in your private life, if you're not protecting the team, you're not, you can't be here. And you got to grasp that quick because it's like, boom, if I'm not protecting the team, oh, should I do this? Oh, no, actually, I don't think it's going to help the team. If I'm not feeling 100%, I don't feel like I'm really going to help the team. because. And those are the things that you look at because it's like, I'm not helping the team, I'm not going to be able to play. 
or if I'm not helping the team, we're not going to win. I might play, but we're not going to win. And those are the kind of things you look at. So. I'm beyond impressed by just your mentality coming in here <laughs> through the first week, and I know you're going to fit in great. Uh, what do you want Chargers fans to know about you? Listen, I, I need to ask you about baseball because of the, the Little League World Series. Oh, okay. I, my brother went to Lycoming in, okay. in Williamsport. Uh, he wrestled there, and I know that the Little League World Series in the in the backyard there. What position did you play? So I was playing uh, first and pitcher. First, first and pitcher. pitcher. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was it was a great experience. It's like 2009. 2009. Okay. Yeah. So my dad went went with went with me. Uh, my mom home with my other older two brothers because obviously they were still in school we all wanted to make the trip but it was uh i think it was like the beginning of the school year because you don't want to miss that too much time so me and my dad went and um we stayed in like the little grove area and it was it was really a, a, an amazing experience but uh and we ended up losing in the semifinals to i don't even want to say the name because it's here in chula vista california oh so, yeah that that hurt so um i think it was like 11 to 10 or 10 to 9 i can't remember but um just that experience itself and working that hard we were undefeated all the way up there and I still I'm still close to the guys that I play with and having that experience having that team that unity like okay perfectionist we're always practicing always practicing always practicing it shows you hard work shows you dedication I remember me and my dad would have the whole summer just hit wiffle ball hit wiffle ball hit wiffle ball to really practice on form and and then I had, like, obviously, I mean, you have your trainers and your um, hitting coach and pitching coach. And um, Did you have baseball aspirations, major league aspirations? Um, I had sports aspirations, I'll say that. I've, and the thing is, when I was younger, I had a, I literally dreamed about playing in the NFL. And it's, it's crazy because now I'm here, but I was playing baseball for the longest. and I, But I played, obviously, football and basketball growing up. So I played every sport, and I was a three-sport athlete, and I just kept, boom, all right, football. All right, now it's basketball season. Okay, baseball season. I'll just go back and forth. People play year-round. But I felt like it really molded me to who I am and as far as, like, my hand-eye coordination for baseball because that that can't be taught. Mm-mm. You have to start at a young age. Like, and even if you see today, like, a lot of guys jump right into baseball. It's hard to make that transition because, I mean, one, reaction time. Two, hitting. Hitting is a, a technique that goes back, way, way back. I mean, anybody can throw a ball. But then hand-eye coordination is – and that's why I mean I always challenge uh, some of the receivers. I'm like, hey, I know I can catch better than you because you, know, <laughs> you got I, some hands. Yeah, I've done this for a while. So, but and it's those are the things that kind of translate to playing D line. I, I want to see a hands, Cortez so. interception. A Cortez interception. <laughs> I had one in college. You had one in college. Yeah, one didn't get far. Uh, Isaac had one, Isaac so. had one. I think off a, a Derwin sack. Okay. To seal a game against the Niners. Go back to that. I think it was like week four. Uh, I'm probably, probably going to go ask him right now. Yeah. Oh, he, oh, yeah, I did this, this, and that. Oh, yeah. Jumped up, caught the ball. <laughs> He's so cool because I was sitting eating lunch with him the other day, and we were just chopping up before I had to go to meetings, and he was just talking and just talking about, I mean, how it is out here and the lifestyle, and, I mean, you really got to be focused. At the same time, you can enjoy, enjoy your time with your friends and obviously your teammates because I mean, D-line goes bowling a lot. Oh yeah, and, and I, I do. I, I bowl back in the day now. So, I, well, you said my, you got a passion for sports. Yeah, it's not so, just football, not just baseball. Yeah, so and that's the thing. I play. I played a lot of things my whole life. So, just now it's it's mm, step higher. That's right. The top cream. I mean, the cream rises to the top. So, well, listen, man, we are we're thrilled to have you. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really appreciate you spending some time getting getting fans involved and getting to know you a little bit. And uh, we're definitely having you back. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, see. We'll, we'll get you back in the mix here, Cortez. Oh, yes, appreciate your time. Thank you so much.
All right, as we roll on here on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota, now joined by linebacker Emeke Egbule, the graduate. Congratulations on being a Charger, but more importantly, graduating too, man. It's a big deal. Yes, sir, it is. Appreciate it. <laughs> How was the weekend just knowing that, hey, I graduated, my family was there, and I was also starting a new career, rookie minicamp the same weekend? Yeah, it all worked out. It was real convenient, and it was a great great uh it was just great overall because um i graduated may 9th on the thursday and that was the day that i was flying out and um besides the weather later that night everything was great just my family being there to see me walk across the stage and then knowing that i'm leaving that same day to um come to la and be with a new team and it's just a new, new experience yeah but um my uh, flight ended up getting canceled that night uh. because of the weather but I'm here now, so it's great. I bet that night you were just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> Everything was going so good, and then flood and storm and having. So what did you major in? Supply chain and logistics. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so what does the future after football hold for you? You have, you have any ideas? Well, with my major, that's going to be around forever. Yeah. So once I'm done with football, I'll look, look to do something with that. We talk about rookie minicamp and just Mm -hmm. the fact that so much is going on right Right. it's about mastering the playbook it's about meeting new teammates uh getting into a new environment how are you able to balance all of that over the last week well i feel like uh the playbook and meetings is the most um i wouldn't say difficult but challenging because you're learning something completely different from what you're used to coming out of college and just being around the guys you're gonna uh, that natural um, bond is going to happen just with time. So uh, just being with them and going through all the new schemes and everything, it's going to all come together soon. What's the biggest difference between what you guys did over the weekend with the rookies and then getting mixed in mm-hmm. with the veterans on Monday and just meeting those guys? Well, just being with the rookies, it was more comfortable, I would say. But just seeing all the vets come in, it's like being a freshman again in college. So it's just that feeling coming back is just not um, – I mean, it's exciting just to see all the guys and vets you watched on TV. But it's you're starting over and you got a lot to prove. That's right. That's but I, feel, yeah. I, I want to talk about that with you in a minute. But l- let's just rewind a little bit because I didn't get a chance to talk to you after you were drafted. Just the mm-hmm. weekend, what was that like being with your family and hearing your name called? Uh, it was great. Uh, my mom and sisters were crying and just seeing them being uh, happy for me and be able to call my dad and tell him that I was picked. Uh, it was all great. All my family and friends, well, most of my family and friends were there. It was just a great experience hearing my name called and having uh, the people I care about there with me. So did you get the call from Tom Telesco? Uh-huh. And then, and then Coach Lynn, too? Yeah. <laughs> what did they say to you? Uh, they Well, it was a... Uh, just thinking about it now uh it was so exciting i didn't know what to think so um they were just telling me that they're excited to have me and ready to work and so am i yeah tom said you're a physical player Mm -hmm. he also said you're a versatile player describe your game on the field all right so on the field um you if you watched film or anybody who watched me play and you could see that i can play on the perimeter play on slots I can rush the passer I'm in the box occasionally with the different defense I was playing so stand up or sometimes I even have my hand in the dirt on goal line so pretty much everything and special teams I was on that all four years 
So pretty much, I could do pretty much anything except probably play corner well, that, <laughs> or a quarterback. I tell you, in this yeah. defense, versatility is so important. I yeah. just think of guys like Adrian Phillips, who plays safety, plays linebacker, mm-hmm. Uchenna, who came right. in, uh, can rush the passer, mm-hmm. can play linebacker, and then you mentioned special teams. Yeah. That has to be priority A, right? Just, right. just mastering that, especially mm-hmm. in your first year. So that's that's. Like I said before, feeling like a freshman again. My freshman year, that's what I all I did, special teams. So just doing that now is just starting over, learning the playbook, and it's just going to go from there. During the draft process, you had a guy in Ed Oliver that was mm. a, you know, a top 10 lock. How did you use that attention to your advantage, knowing that, hey, all these guys are going to come to my pro day, um, and, and I'm going to be able to benefit from that? Right, even before the pro day, uh, I knew that scouts and teams, everybody was going to be watching us because of Ed. So, and they're watching he, Ed's tape, and then yeah. they may say, "Oh, who's that? You yeah. eight? Uh-huh. Who's, who's that number eight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, even plus that, knowing that is just um, an extra push with the way I already want to be, like how I want to play, play hard and uh, fast, comfortable and just being a athlete just playing the game and but knowing that there's going to be people watching that is going to help me in the future that that's just a just just a plus to make me go harder it's a big deal it's a good uh opportunity to have playing with him yeah it's a heck of an opportunity and you were able to take advantage of it and get to get to a team like the chargers what do you like about this defense first impressions of it and, and what you think you can do if given an opportunity Right, so once I get the hang of everything, and that's when you play faster. So once I get the hang of everything, just being able to rush the passer with with the plays that we've learned so far and being able to uh, play in coverage, it's almost it's similar to what I did in college, but this knowing this, um, I could, just from the experience I have, I, I think I'll be great. And uh, once I get the hang of it and everything, I'll be able to go fast think I'll be able to contribute a lot on defense. And the more help you get from veterans, mm-hmm. the faster you're going to play. I talked to Cortez earlier this morning, and he just commented how Brandon Ebane and Damian Square, some of those guys on the defensive line, have already helped him and really held him accountable. Uh, how has that been for you in terms of just meeting your new teammates, especially at the linebacker position? Yeah, um, <laughs> just the, the guys, that uh, the vets that we went out and practiced with, just from doing the drills and they were holding each other accountable you know if you drop a ball it's 10 push-ups so yeah thomas davis uh i dropped the balls walking back he was like you get your 10 i was like no nah. <laughs> he was like he was like you dropped the ball and then i was like you're right so i got my 10 and it kind of slipped my mind but he held me accountable to that just dropping the ball so uh, when it comes to, you know, mental errors or anything, I know that they'll be there to be on me. And once I get the hang of everything, I could be on them, too. I could tell just talking to you, you don't take that stuff for granted when you have a guy like Thomas Davis, who's mm-hmm. been in the league for 15 seasons, entering his 15th year. Right. Uh, to learn from a guy like that, he's the only defender from the 2005 draft that's still in the NFL. Yeah. So that's a guy that you can not only pick his brain, but just learn his work habits and, and how he sees things, right? Mm-hmm. That's a long time, and for a linebacker, too. Especially at that position. Yeah, you can learn uh, how to play, how to take care of your body, how to stay in the league that long. Just it's so much you can learn. I haven't even 
played football for his probably I mean he played almost half my life really so yeah what were you what were so. you doing in 2005 I think I was in elementary or <laughs> <laughs> middle school one of them it's just crazy how yeah. you put it in perspective like that like uh-huh. like Philip Rivers was drafted in 2004 yeah you know um met him the other day too yeah what'd yeah. you think of Phil uh it was it was it was really like amazing because you know like I said seeing people in person that you watched on tv being able to meet him and then i found out he had nine kids yeah that's right <laughs> and i thought i was kind of like getting dressed in my locker and i heard um him say he had nine kids and i kind of like turned like what did, did i hear that right <laughs> but yeah that but i know uh whoever all the quarterbacks below him they're gonna learn a lot also yeah that's yeah. right and you got a guy like tyrod taylor in the in the locker room mm-hmm. and easton stick another one of your, your fellow yep. rookies uh what's your impressions of the rookies and just being around the guys from your draft class i feel like they're all really really humble and uh they're they're all great guys smart guys and um the guys in my room i think i'm gonna learn a lot from them too and um it's it's a good class a lot of good guys i think back to like uchenna and kaiser yeah. white exactly a year ago they were in your shoes so not only do you get to learn from a guy like thomas davis but you could probably learn from those two guys right. just how they approach their rookie season uh being with coach lynn and, and coach gus and mm-hmm. coach smith and just trying to take things from those guys as well right yeah so um chenna actually uh talked to him you know they talked to me about dewan he used to be here he was from mm-hmm. university of houston also and um whenever uh we uh meet and stuff um just having more time i feel like it's going to be real beneficial to be able to talk to them and learn more i have to ask you about the jack boys yeah right is the jack boys still a thing in houston or uh, was it a thing for like a year or two because i'm trying to get to the bottom of this the, the charges of the jack boys you know that yeah <laughs> but there was a i think it was an undrafted free agent it was adrian mcdonald yeah so i think adrian was with the Chargers for a bit and I, I want to say it was him or somebody that gave the Jack Boys the name here in L.A. It probably was him. But, uh, yeah, that started with them, him and uh, Trayvon Stewart. The, this was a while back. Um, my freshman year, I found out about it. And Jack Boys is just the DBs. They throw up Jack Boys whenever they get a fumble recovery or a strip or an interception. They call themselves the Jack Boys. But um, it was still a thing when I was there a year ago. And I actually, when I got a pick, I threw it up, Jack Boys. So, <laughs> Did you? You'd be, yeah. you'd be an honorary member here, too. You never know. Yeah. Um, so... I, I mean, I would hope it's still a thing because it's pretty cool just yeah. to have that name and do what you do. So, yeah. Final thing for you, man. Just a message to Chargers fans. I know everything is due to you in Southern California. Mm-hmm. First of all, do you like Southern California? Oh, so yeah, far, I so love good. It. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best thing about it? The weather? <laughs> yeah, the weather so far, I haven't really got to experience much else besides the weather and the facility and this hotel and the coaches and players that's it that's all i've really had time for but once i get the time i'm gonna go explore and see what it's all about yeah well what do you what do you got to say to the fans oh well (laughs) i mean y'all got a great player uh it's gonna be fun i'm i'm happy to be here and i'm excited to play for y'all and um look forward to seeing y'all at games and Hope I make y'all proud. <laughs> I think you will, man. I got a suspicion you will. I appreciate your time. Yes, sir. 
And that's going to do it for episode 26 of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. A big thanks to Emeke and Cortez for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We also invite you to rate and review both Backstage Chargers and Chargers Weekly on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, and until next time, I'm Chris Harey.